Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. I believe this is show 170, although when you get to those advanced numbers, do you really need to worry about it so much? It you know, can't it's, be I think it is. I think it is. So look. Oh crumbs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you might it be might, right. It might not be, but I think it's around there somewhere. <laughs> no, you're you know. actually right. Wow. So there we go. Uh, living proof, everybody, that when a podcast gets to 170 episodes old, it starts to get dementia. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, well, no surprise that you're on the show then, Graham. Why don't you say hello? <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. I'm here and confused by my... Pre- Look, as we were just discussing, it's been a week for me with podcasts. I've been very busy cocking them up left, right and centre, so it's, it's been not so surprising that I don't know what day of the week it is. So, so rest assured, listeners, we've given him a stern talking to. Um, and uh, and even better than that, I'm also recording it for backup. <laughs> yep. Thank goodness. Oh, Rach, how are you doing? Hi. <laughs> I'm OK. I'm OK. Um, yes, it's good to know that we have backup. Backup of backing paper. We'd also be a triple ply backing paper. In fact, <laughs> might be good at some point. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, that might get mind. stuck in my holger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, it's lovely to be here and uh, having a chat with you guys and a, a catch up and stuff. I think, as uh, Graham mentioned, uh, episode forty three of um, backing paper seemed to be uh jinxed in some way so uh, we we've made it through and we're now on to episode 170 blimey of of the main show gosh i, I think my favorite bit is the fact that because everything that went wrong with it happened after we last spoke to aid so aid was completely unaware that in the interim period <laughs> yeah. we've just been wrecking the podcast well i say we it's very much mm. been me i've been wrecking the <laughs> podcast feed but on the bright side it was quite not i i feel like i deliberately subconsciously deliberately deliberately deleted episode 43 to make room for um eric, for eric? and vanya mm-hmm. to um mm-hmm. share with us the uh, all through the lens um podcast which was great <laughs> what a great podcast i thoroughly enjoyed that i know you've absolutely had a chance, same Rachel. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good, really interesting. Loved the interview with, uh, I think it was Hannah, and the, um, uh, especially um, the very believable English accent. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it was mostly great. There was some. There was one iffy bit. That very uh, iffy bit. Yeah, it was. It was. It was lovely. Um, really cool to uh, to hear. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, another um, fantastic voice from the analog community. Um, taking uh taking on the podcast mantle so yeah. uh yeah awesome stuff i know you yeah, probably haven't I, a, sorry i think you probably haven't had a chance to listen to this yet aid but um the one bit of feedback i've actually had from multiple people regarding this <laughs> is that um everyone's going hang on a second what's what's going on with eric because eric uh is super upbeat and positive on this show, as opposed to sad Eric, which is the Eric we always get on the Sunny 16 <laughs> podcast. And um, I've had to come to the horrifying conclusion that we really depress Eric coming on this show. <laughs> really bums him we, out. Are we the problem? I oh, gosh. Oh no! Well, I know you're right. I haven't had the chance to listen to it actually yet. I am getting very little podcast listening time in at the moment. Um, uh, way too uh, sadly, uh, way too busy. I need to get better at managing that. Uh, but yes, def- definitely on my to listen to list, um, and uh, I will get to it oh, as quickly as I can, <laughs> along with all the other stuff in my life. So uh, sorry, guys. I know, I know, you've got a show out on our feed, but yeah, I know, I know. Um, I, it, it's it's my it's me it's not you it's me <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, Aid. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I know, life is busy, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so, uh, having said that, um, we are here, the three of us, and I am super excited to hear uh, the results of the uh, listener participation in choosing our next assignment this week. Um, most, most of our listeners may not have noticed, actually, that I've been taking a little less interest in social media recently. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You, you, you may ask yourself, how is it possible that Adrian takes less interest in social media? <laughs> but, you know, I, I am a social person. I'm just not a social media person. Right. There we go. There are differences. <laughs> to be honest, I'm quite grateful because I think if you did take more interest, you would have seen the several burning fires that were going on around the podcast <laughs> this week. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. Here's Sweep the ashes underneath the rug. It'll be fine. Ah, well, yes. Uh, uh, well, okay. Well, there we go. Let's let, let's just assume, for the sake of this recording, then that all that's dealt with, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't need to worry my pretty little head about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, let, let's have a quick recap. So, I like I say, I'm I'm excited because I get to learn because I haven't seen any of the results of, of of polls and decisions and things like that. Um, so I don't know what our next assignment is going to be. Um, having been the person that put forward the two ideas, I think that got into the polls. Um, uh, I I don't know. And and Rach, I don't think you know either, do you? I don't. I have no clue. Okay, no, so I'm the as, only one. As, 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 so, so yes, so there can, can be can only one. Yes, the <laughs> there can be only one, and in this case, the the one that knows is Graham. So, so it's going to be uh, an interesting is, thing to to find uh, out. Yeah, I've just realised that should, should we have done this? This is what happened last time, and <laughs> and we ended up with uh, self portrait because that's what Graham decided. Yeah, so. but we but we we've, we've bitten that bullet now. Um, you know, the uh, weird so, thing is, that's what everybody <laughs> voted for again. In fact, specifically, they voted for shirtless self-portraits. Oh, my goodness. Did they? <laughs> no, right. sadly not. But, you know, I mean, you can interpret things in many, many different ways. I'm pretty sure. In, well, actually, hey, do you want to tell people what the two choices we put in front of people were? Yes, uh, I would be very happy to do so. Uh, so the first one was uh, night and day. Night and, uh, and uh, night and day, yeah. Uh, um, and where the where the the thinking came from this was, is that uh, one one something that's quite interesting and and quite popular in the world of digital photography at the moment is to blend shots, uh, a, a landscape type shot, uh, where you would have part of it in nighttime and part of it in day and part of it in I guess you could call it a blue hour or a golden hour or both. Um, and so taking the same shot or taking a a, a panorama over time and and stitching it together and blending it into a night and day shot and because that's not hard enough already (laughs) i thought wonder if we could take that as inspiration for an analog shot an analog image in some way and i i i don't know if it's possible i could we, we thought we talked about a couple of ways you could do it um taking multiple shots over time or or, or whatever you know um if, if you were really clever you might even be able to do it in the dark room using some sort of zone system but that mm-hmm. sounds way too hard um or a long exposure or the same you know sort of um same landscape or the same shot several times over the course of that day or at different times there's lots of different ideas isn't there yeah yes yes um so that was that was that was theme number one night and day 
Um, and then theme number two was called collaboration. And uh, that uh, the essential thrust of, of that theme was that the three of us would need to work together to produce a single image. So not a body of work where we all shoot stuff that's related, but we do it individually, but a single image that we worked on together. And which... Again, I mean, I think I, I don't have a huge amount of, if, if any, uh, experience of doing this. Rach, I know you've worked on films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and uh, maybe of the three of us, you have the most experience, perhaps. It's, yeah, I mean, part, partly what sprang to mind was, oh, well, we'd be approaching it like a, like a production team, that kind of thing. Um, but there's different ways, again, of approaching this theme, isn't there? Because we could literally all have a different role and work collaboratively as that production team, if you like, but to create a still image as opposed to moving footage. Um, or we could each take a different element of that image uh, in order to create something at the end. You know, again, it could be like a triptych, perhaps, you know, and each of us takes um, a different part of that scene. Um, or it yeah. could be that one of us... Um, builds the camera one of us directs the shot and one of us takes the shot you know and one, one, one of, of us destroys the camera afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know there's again there's like a myriad of different ways that we could we could do that isn't there uh yeah I, ab- absolutely and and you know uh no um predisposition for any yeah. of those actually uh, uh, i'm just enjoying it being at the idea stage at this point mm-hmm. in time so so graham then process took over i think didn't it and there were some social media polls yeah you bullied me into doing some social media polls is what <laughs> happened Aid. you said this is gonna happen and then and then moon walked out of there as the non-social media person goodbye <laughs> so yes um we did uh, matthew joseph put up a poll on instagram for us thank you very much matthew um doing sterling work over there uh and i put one up on twitter uh and i think we had about 90 people um, or you say about 90 votes across the two, which is fantastic. fantastic. Uh, that's all the so listeners much. then. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, there may have been some doubling up, but that's fine. We don't care. Um, uh, so thank you so much, everybody who took the time to. Interestingly, uh, hmm. the results, the split across the two. So there was um, Instagram vote went one way. Twitter vote went the other way. Um, oh, yeah, I'm... there was a, there was a there was a shift which I'll tell you which way and which afterwards. But so what I did in the end was obviously count up the total votes um, and base it on that because that seemed like the sensible way to pr- uh, achieve mm. um, a settlement where everyone is happy, which is what we always want. Um, and it was pretty close. So I think it was forty-one to 46 i think in the end oh wow. wow okay yeah that's that's brexit um... <laughs> yeah, exactly so, so we will be leaving the eu based on this in four years okay so um uh the assignment which we are going to be tackling next is day into night oh oh wow okay mm. cool yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they clearly a... don't want us to work together. <laughs> well, <laughs> interestingly, the um, on Instagram, that was the most popular choice. It was the collaborative one. Uh, was it? Yep. Huh. Uh, on Instagram, the collaboration was the number one choice. But on Twitter, uh, day and tonight was the most popular choice. And the, the difference was just big enough 
that uh, day into night swung it. So um, okay, cool, yeah. all right. I, I mean, I I think there's a lot going for this. Um, I, this last week, in, I mean, I drove home in the dark tonight for the first time, mm. uh, and so. As we when talk- do we change the clocks? It's the end of this month, isn't it? End of October. No, end of, end of October, October usually. So, yeah. 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 Um, but still, the nights are cracking on in there already, so it's not mm. going to be long before it's half six, seven o'clock. So it, it does open up a lot of options. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. Obviously, I had some foreknowledge on this, um, so I've already started thinking about it. And, and as we <laughs> I thought you were say, I've already shot the roll. I've already <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm already um, because... As we did last time, we're not going to do both, all do individual shows like we did last time, but we're all going to try and <laughs> think Graham's of Graham's freaking to... out about trying to do that. <laughs> oh, really not? Okay, so, oh, I do. well, fair well, enough. He, what he, are you going to do this time he, then? Well, yeah, I, but you heard his show, right? And he, he hated it so, so much. I thought that was a good show. <laughs> no, no, no. He he hated the idea. Oh, well, that's no, true. It's not that he hated yes, the sorry. idea. You, I think you actually were like, oh, that'll be fine. And then came to actually recording your own show and realised that you absolutely hated it. Isn't that fair? I, I didn't enjoy just recording by myself. <laughs> it okay, wasn't my favourite thing Not to hated do. it. Then. No. So I, un- it. I unintentionally <laughs> broke that process anyway last time and didn't do a show that I recorded myself. Other than a top of a tail. <laughs> well, you know, it's art. It's I was being creative. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, what, so what we want to take from last time going forward is we want to do the same thing of exploring this subject and talking to people who might be able to give us some advice and some ideas on stuff. And whether we do that, getting people on just have our usual interviews with the three of us, or maybe if we can think of, like, I mean, Aid may know some people he can go off and get chats to, and but we'll sort of bring it all into general shows, but regardless of how it comes out couple of people just off the top of my dome who I thought you know I want to reach out to these people and I've already actually said look would you be up for chatting to us first off have they replied they have yeah so <laughs> okay. I'm, so I'm so these are a couple of people who think oh, I, we definitely want to talk to these people one um is Ian Nutt because Ian mm-hmm. you know he he does a lot of great night photography yeah and also Ian's really good at um setting out to doing something to do something and achieving it you know yeah. that's why he's great with getting his zines. So, I thought, so actually, that might be great. I think Ian could give us a lot of advice and feedback on tackling yeah. a project, tackling it's an funny, idea. It's funny you should mention Ian because um, we were talking on backing paper um, when we actually managed to record the whole show and put it out, weren't we? Yeah. Um, about um, inspirations and things, and actually, Ian was some one of the people I was going to mention actually because um, I I loved the zine that he he sent over you know the one with all the uh, the night photography originally um and it was one of the very first ones i think that that i got uh, as a copy and uh, and i just thought oh yeah absolutely it's got got such um a distinctive look to it and a style uh, that yeah especially with this particular subject seems like he would be absolutely the right person to ask yeah the other person who I've spoken to already, who we're definitely going to talk to over the next couple of weeks, is because um, I thought the other thing is because as you mentioned, both of you, there are so many different ways that this could be approached, mm-hmm. um, uh, both artistically and technologically. And I thought, what if like you uh, if you were trying to make something specifically to do this job, like could you do that? Is there some way of 
knocking a camera together, maybe using some um, modern technology, you know, some Arduino technology, something like that. Uh, could we do something with that? I thought, who do we know who knows about building cameras and Arduino <laughs> technology? I know, Ethan Moses from Camera Jack. Uh, so, uh, so I said, okay. Ethan, and the rest of you went, Ethan, would you be up for coming on and, and you know, giving this some thought and see if you can go up with some good ideas for how to solve this problem? Um, so that's somebody else who we're going to be speaking to. Um, and obviously you guys have just had this information dropped on you, Cole, but mm. what what areas do you think it'd be good to, to... Who should we be looking for? What kind of experts do we need to pull in to help us with this project? I was thinking maybe somebody like Stephen Dowling because he um, he's done a lot of band photography. So a lot of low low lighting, um, dealing mm. with that kind of thing, um, using different kind of stocks and uh, and different cameras in order to shoot in in darker situations, uh, environments. So, in terms of the night part of it, perhaps he would be somebody we could speak to. It's mm. not I, a bad idea. How about how about Dave? Dave off of the forums. Yeah, he is the, he is the multi-exposure man. That's very true. Dave is very good with his multiple exposures. Yeah, I, I think I think investigating multiple exposures is a great idea, actually. Um, where well, we we had on um, backing paper last week, this week, whichever week it is, um, we had David Allen join us um, of Danger. Oh, he'd be another great one. Yes, yeah, yeah, with the masks and stuff. Because I, I think double exposures is definitely an interesting one. I, you know, I I mean, I really liked your idea, Aid, of. Um, darkroom techniques as a way to mm. perhaps do something so you know, again i wonder if there's something we can look into with that um i don't know hey this, this is the point to tell everybody i actually went to a darkroom on saturday oh <laughs> yeah did. you did didn't you i thought maybe it was an accident and <laughs> it was, it was, totally, sure it was totally an accident but that's but all of a sudden i was in a darkroom it looked really well spec'd out as well it had like seven enlargers and all different tanks and sinks and all sorts of stuff going on and then it was off the side of a studio too a, a photography studio which had tons and tons of kit in it i was quite jealous this is and this was a school wasn't it yes yes that's uh, fantastic the, the, the it, fact it, that it a school is, yes. has a fully functional, well-kitted out darkroom, that's amazing. It, it, it is. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it was quite quite surprised to find it there, to be honest. I didn't expect to. But uh, uh, once, I, once I saw a sign, I was in the art department and once I saw a sign that said photography, I was like, right, I'm just going down here. <laughs> <laughs> and wandered into a big old photography studio and then they were just off to the side of it. It was this dark crew. I was like, that's wow, amazing. that's crazy. So, yeah, so, that was that was awesome stuff. Did you um, print something whilst you were there? Develop something? Just, you know. In the twenty minutes. <laughs> in, in, in in the three minutes. The, yeah. uh, no, uh, okay. no, no. It, 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 I wasn't visiting to use the facilities. Actually, mm. it was a bit more of a tour. But that, um, <laughs> uh, it, but but it was, uh, yeah. It it was it was nice nice to see it there. Nice to to, to know that these things are, it can be found to be thriving. I know it's not everywhere, but yeah, it's good good yeah. to know that 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 particular school had an art department that that rated that sort of activity, which is yeah, absolutely yeah, fantastic. Um, I know you were thinking, Aid, that you would like to try and stick with using instant film for this next assignment, especially if it, if we did do the day into night. I mean, as this was your idea, did you have any I, sort of thoughts about how you might approach it if you were using instant film? Uh, one or two, yes. Um, uh, uh, I think um, some things that be, because I've I've put a lot of 
focus for, for me on instant film this year and that's not just taking a photo so you know i tend to do things like watch a bunch of youtube videos for inspiration and research and stuff like that um and and read websites and and what have you so i, I do try and do a little bit of studying around the, the craft itself but there's a couple of ideas i had um one is that i think um uh, at least one of my instant cameras i think came with do they call it a splitzer or a splitter um it's it's basically mm-hmm. two two offset circular discs of plastic where you can expose part of the and they swing it round film underneath yeah then they spin yeah. round yeah so you could you could you could like you know like like uh in trivial pursuits you could have slices of pie or you could have quarters or halves cheese. or whatever <laughs> um yeah yeah um and sorry cheese yes not pie mm. my mistake what, what a terrible social faux pas <laughs> i know the cheese is aid come on <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, so I, I had thought that maybe there was a way of doing multiple exposures, um, but by mo- by by exposing different parts of uh, a single image, a single frame uh, at a time, right? Um, and and maybe that would allow me to blend stuff, um, yeah, or within a single instant frame. Um, another idea I had, um, where funnily, actually, Rach has mentioned this already, which is, a, which is perhaps to do a triptych, mm-hmm. um, or, or something like that. And that might work as a panorama, um, where you have a panorama and one end of your panorama, uh, is, is in daytime and the other end is in night and you have some interim steps perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I've seen done, um, but never done myself is to vertically slice instant film so you could take that idea that the, the, the different shots that have been taken at different times and take slices and imagine a slice that's maybe i don't know uh, a centimeter or half an inch thick or something like that um and then you could take that you could slice your three or four instax frames uh into vertical strips that are quite mm-hmm. thin and put them together into a sort of expanded frame Mm. Um, uh, kind of so like weaving it together that kind uh, of oh the weaving that's something I hadn't thought yeah. of actually I, I was just sort of more, more thinking of alignment vertical alignment ah, so, okay, so yeah. you end up with an instax that is you end up with the equivalent yeah, yeah. of an instax that is a normal height instax but maybe mm. as wide as three or four of them yeah you know uh, but by, uh, by taking slices like like um like um like when you cut a slice of toast into fingers. Or cheese. Yes. Let's stick with the cheese theme. I mean, I, <laughs> but also, as Rachel was saying, I mean, like I said, you could, like, you could blend together. So if you, if you were mm-hmm. going from day to night, you could, like, start to put ones from night into the day one. See, there, that, I like that idea. Yeah, um, yeah. That'd be it nice. means you could, you could take five or six shots with different, different lighting levels and take different slices exactly. out of each particular mm. frame to give you a gradient from light to dark across the panorama that you shot. Oh, I when like I was, yeah, when I was at the um, at the Good Life Experience, there were um, obviously lots of other makers and things there, and there was um, uh, a woman um, called Theo, and she had uh, three different uh, looms and was weaving um, uh, on these on these old looms, and then outside she'd built some frames, um, which had the uh, I'm sure there's the technical term for it, uh, but had the um, uh, sort of like upright the vertical kind of like struts if you like um and the idea being that you then wove um various pieces of different 
fabrics um, across it. And uh, it just created this fabulous kind of like effect. And I thought about ooh, how we could do that with some photos. That would be kind of nice. Mm. Might be might be fun. Yeah. So that's kind of where that little idea came from. It sounds like actually those two could could work quite nicely, either separately or, or you know, combined sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Sinead, my partner, because she saw this on Twitter and she voted. I think she also voted for Day Into Night, um, God bless her. Um, and she had an idea, which I thought was quite a good idea, uh, especially if you live in a more urban environment. She's like, well, you could go to somewhere like a nightclub and take a picture you know, during the day when it's mm-hmm. just quiet, dead street, whatever. And then at night time on a Saturday night when it's all just packed and queues out there and, you know, find I'll have that as a, a diptych or find that's somewhere emerging. That's such it. a cool idea. Well done. Thank you, Sinead. That's yeah. brilliant. That's Because you could do that. In, I know you don't live in a city, Graham, but um, Rachel and I spend time in cities. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could quite imagine yeah. just going to hang out in Soho for the day and, and nice. doing exactly that. That's yeah. actually on my on my list of ideas already oh, Sinead, cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Sinead and i have got similar similar cons- yeah thoughts but, on but that. There, nice. there must be other similar things like that you know where there's a big mm. difference between the activity between levels at day Absolutely. and at night um so i think i think that's something that's definitely um because we're yeah. not we're, we're trying to also throw out inspiration for hopefully other people yeah. who are going to have a crack at this as well um but yeah i, I, mean, I, I maybe think you could think about libraries you could think about a factory you could think about fields you know yeah it is really interesting to think about the people in the environment because you know as you know like shooting people and and people in their environment is something i like to do Mm. and and actually i hadn't thought i'd got as far as uh sort of cityscapes which which actually in in this genre of digital photography is absolutely standard fodder so you could argue that i hadn't got very far at all (laughs) um yeah it's yeah it could certainly be uh, interesting to try and get people in it as well especially I, if there I, were some long exposures of those queues of people outside nightclubs and the people were blurry and stuff like that that might be quite interesting yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking of an image I would, or like a, a set of images i would love to see of like maybe if you <laughs> uh, uh, clearly i'm not going to do this but if you had like maybe a, a view down over somewhere where there were a lot of people working that had mm-hmm. good daylight and you could do as you said, a long exposure. So there was lots of movement around desks or machinery or whatever. And then that same place, dark at night with everything mm. empty and just all yeah, the... Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, uh, you know, those shots of kind of like the um, uh, the corn exchange and that kind of thing, you know, where it's uh, it's absolutely packed, bustling during the, during the day and, and then completely, you know, empty at night. And, just rubbish on yeah. the floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I say the corn exchange, but you know, whatever you know, of um, the stock market or whatever you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I just think it, there's something so there's almost something kind of like eerie about these places that are so packed and full of life and and noise during the day, and then completely. Do you know, it never occurred to me to do it indoors. The day into night thing, I always oh, really? imagined to be mm. about light. As opposed to about activity, there's oh, these, yes. Now, now we're cooking. Now I'm getting, <laughs> now I'm getting some inspiration. Yeah. All, all of you, the juices, the creative juices. Are going <laughs> all creative, now, right? yeah. Let's clarify. It's creative juices. I, <laughs> I, um, I think the, the pinhole sort of long exposure. Stuff, I think that could be interesting, but I'm, mm. I think that'd be a difficult one. I did a, yeah. um, I did a super long exposure once where I set my pinhole camera up on my windowsill at ten o'clock at night and just let that run through until, I don't know, about 
five o'clock in the morning and then closed it and the picture came out okay um and you know it's quite a, the exposure has quite an odd look to it because of the light but um i think the problem is that with a super long exposure like that when you're using pinhole like it, the lights are all additive so it, I, I think it'd be very difficult to um Just convey timing yeah yeah, yeah. To, to, well the, to one the timing but also to kind of to convey the transition like what what is it going to capture within that that really makes it makes the idea of day to night come through I think yeah but then difficult. but then is it all about the final image or is it about the process you know mm. in in one sense you have captured night into day or day into night haven't you like because physically it, it the you know should have been open for that long so that's a good point that's a maybe good point. you know maybe you philosophically could, yeah <laughs> yes maybe, maybe not do... visible in the image but philosophically <laughs> you'll have met the yeah, brief yeah right <laughs> given, given how hard it is to do nighttime exposures on pinhole for for very obvious reasons it's essentially impossible now um, you know what you need you need a classic lens is what you need yeah well, exactly. <laughs> something so a nice long lens that allows you to shoot a pitch black in the middle of the night uh, you know uh, f8 uh, uh, a 30th of a second you'll be yeah. fine yeah exactly be perfect but like you could do um like a large format shot or something like that at night so do a nighttime shot on film and then the following day or it doesn't have to be the following day but so do something that you have to create at night on film and then make a print of it on a cyanotype which by definition mm-hmm. well it mm-hmm. doesn't but you know technically has to be out in the sun you know you can do it under an artificial light it has but- to use the light the ray of light that comes from daylight yeah, exactly. So that can be a way of approaching it as well. You know, you're taking... Because mm, um, yeah. I can't think of any sort of more n- nocturnal only... Um, well, mind you, I mean, the fact that it's... I don't know, there's, there might be some fun stuff there. And there's, there's, there's clearly lots of things. And I'm, we're going to talk to some people. We've already got a couple of ideas for people to talk to, um, but we'll figure out some more. But we'd love your ideas and suggestions, listeners, of who yeah. might be good to talk to with this. Yeah, and and especially for for yourselves as well, because as we did with the previous assignments, we'd lo- love you to uh, take part in these with us as well. You know, the idea is that obviously we're we're going to be attempting them, but it's uh, it's also a journey for us all to go on. So uh, if there's uh, a particular idea that you're thinking of, uh, a way that you'd like to approach it yourself, and therefore maybe somebody you'd like to hear from, um, specifically talking about something that might help you um, to uh, to create your your part of this assignment. Then uh, yeah, let us know. I mean, Aid, you you know you're from the future of photography podcast. <laughs> you're you, from the future. You're from the future, Aid. Um, tell yep. us, do we make it? <laughs> Seems unlikely at the moment. Oh, <laughs> um, but like, can do you think that like there might be some possible technical solutions out there that might help us with this as well? Because I mean, that's the one thing. Like a lot of modern cameras, there's quite you know they have a lot of whiz bang gadgets built into them. That's the technical term. Um, do you reckon there might be some technical stuff that might be useful in this kind of project? Uh, that's a good what the, the in the digital world yes tons but in the analog world um oh it uh, that, that's tricky that's tricky i mean i think it's going to be either about exposing multiple frames or finding ways to do multiple exposures in a single frame mm-hmm. um or or some combination of the two um i'm i i i'm not aware of of any particular um 
let, let's say film-based gizmos but if you think about the the technology for uh, digital stuff i mean you know there you there are things like you know um, programmable motorized sliders that would do your or, or panoramic heads you know mm-hmm. that would allow you to be very precise in the way that you took your shots that you were going to blend i mean mm. you've got things like the lomo spin spinner and that kind of stuff as well haven't you so that yes i'm not sure that that qualifies as technology but <laughs> or maybe only loosely but yeah. <laughs> well it's a it's a spinning motorized head <laughs> yeah, 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 yes yes it's, um, and and at the other end of the spectrum is gigapan um but the the so yeah why not yeah it's there 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 are yeah there are there are plenty of tools that can, can help you do these things um i mean a lot of them are used in in time lapses so yeah you could absolutely use a lazy susan <laughs> Oh, either could help us build one of those that will spin round, you know, at a particular rate of knots. I've, I've yeah, you could have a you could have a three hundred and sixty degree panorama with prawn through crackers, the, prawn crackers <laughs> and nuts, right? Hey, listen, if you're going to be so, sat there firing the shutter all flipping day, you'll want some snacks. So I think it actually has merit. A time lapse of the snacks. I'm sorry, we've gone off on a tangent. This is <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> so, so if anybody's if anybody's thinking about the the sort of technology side of it, um, you know, any YouTube videos that are to do with the making of of time lapses, that you know, uh, uh, then then that's where you want to go, and and you'll find exactly the sort of thing out there that was the inspiration for my idea anyway, which is these very you know uh, special shots that you know that that you can get that sometimes they're moving time lapses and video sometimes they're single frame still frames but they're blending day into night there's even a couple i think of gigapan uh shots which do day into night um but allow you to zoom into them like uh to incredibly incredible degrees of detail um uh, and and are made up of and in some cases they have literally thousands uh, of individual still frames mm. um stitched together by they're software incredible. you could you couldn't you couldn't do it manually you, you'd mm. you'd die of old age probably <laughs> but, um but there there, are, there is some incredible stuff out there and that with that, that that's the sort of stuff that was exactly the inspiration for for this assignment theme so that's awesome i'm, I'm really looking forward to this one mm. i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's something that we can all have a crack at i think everyone can have a go at this um i know not everyone's keen on taking self-portraits but i mean you know success or fail this is something we can all have a go at uh so um i'm looking forward to seeing what ideas people throw at us and and what results people get um i'm gonna move on from that now um because uh, we want to try and keep this a fairly short show this week because um uh, people are busy rachel's very busy aid's very busy so we need to keep this one a nice short show um but i did uh i threw out the call um (laughs) because we haven't done this in quite a while i said uh on instagram and on twitter said we're going to do a question and answer session this evening on the podcast because that seemed like a good idea. Um, you didn't tell us about this, by the way. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I might have put in some questions. <laughs> uh, can I find a replacement host for Graham, please? Um, uh, so um, uh, we have had some questions in, so if you bear with me one second, uh, Aidan Rach, I'll just bring tick these tock, up. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Okay, so... Um, Let's see. So, uh, the, we, okay, so we've got some here uh, from Twitter first. Let's do the Twitter ones first. Okay, uh, this first question is from our good friend Toby Vanderveld. Um, from oh no, from acquaintance Toby Vanderveld, who asks, 
What sort of camera bag do you recommend I buy, please? Oh, awesome. Thanks, I see. Tobe. I see. Let's talk that through at length. Yeah. <laughs> are, there, are there any other stipulations? Because camera bags is quite a wide field, right? So is there um, any other information? No, no, just that. I think he's just trying to make my life difficult. Uh, a, oh, I see. Can, is that a question that can even be answered? It's difficult to imagine a world where I had, this is me personally, where I had so many and so diverse a collection of camera bags that I wouldn't still want to make a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're basically suggesting is go with the Sainsbury's bag for life. Uh, that will do you. Um, if it starts to wear oh, out... Oh, fell apart just... the other day. Don't, but it's a bag yeah, for don't. life, Rach. You go back and they give you another no, one. everything fell out of it. The bottom literally fell out. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, the bottom Shame on you, Sainsbury's. Bad <laughs> well, it's been... I literally have had it for that long. Um, it's been that well used, you know, that, uh, yeah, it happens to us all, I guess, at some point or other. <laughs> Your bottom falls out. <laughs> See, this is why we are never having the bag show. Okay, the next question from Twitter is from G. Poldler, um, who's at G-W-E-P-A-U-D-L-E-R on uh, in Twitter uh, and always worth following. He has two questions. <laughs> One of which I'm not surprised by knowing G. Um, he asks, which one is Abe? <laughs> because he always calls you Abe. <laughs> and which one is Graham? Uh, because I think he finds our voices very similar. So um, I'm going to say, this is me, this is Graham. And how you do, Aid? <laughs> yes, this is this is Aid. Uh, hi. Would it help if we... Um, <laughs> maybe if I talked in a really low voice from now on. If I talked like this, would it make it easier to separate our voices? I think you you do sound very different. Yeah, I sound quite educated. <laughs> it do. It, it, it's amazing how the internet can distort reality, isn't it? <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> I think perhaps there's more of a clue in the content of what Aid that's and Graham a, say. That's a good point, Rach. That's a good point, right? Graham, quite a as ever, way is, is yeah, quite quite different expressing way. Expressing yourselves. Yes, my, mine is slightly shorter, for example. <laughs> <laughs> slightly less nonsense in the things that you say. Um, the other question, uh, which I think is a very good one from G, is um, you've met him and we haven't. Why are M's panties in such a wad about one twenty? And in brackets afterwards, it says millimeter film. Um, now, again, Aid, you may have missed this. So for, uh, I know Rachel is well aware of this, but being off social media as you are, um, you may not be aware that um, there's been quite a bit of recurring furore about the fact that um, certain websites who should know better keep advertising 120 film as 120 millimetre film. So, yeah. so one of the thing that I have seen that has even got through all of my barriers to social media um, <laughs> is, is everybody just using the phrase 120 millimeter film just to wind them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Surely uh, that's the real that's the real story here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I there is actually now a um, website. I think it's just called a 120, campaign? not 120 <laughs> millimeter. I can't remember what it's called. Also, I'm not. I, I've and seen I suspect, an Instagram account, definitely. Yes. Might start a new podcast, actually, the 120 millimeter podcast. It would be good. As to why he's um, so frustrated by it, who who knows? <laughs> I mean, we um, all have these foibles, don't we? We all have these little, you know, pet yes. hates, I suppose. We yeah. do, indeed. And, and actually, I have, have either of you actually met M? I have not met him. No, I have not. Uh, no, not met pleasure. him. No, sir. No. Um, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, Hamish has met him. I he has, yeah. Hamish has had that so, pleasure. Maybe so, Hamish can answer that question. Although I think Hamish shares his frustration with it. <laughs> um, I mean, they're it's so one, easy to wind up those two, aren't they? It's, Hi, it's, boys. <laughs> it's not hard. Um, I think it's you know you can see why it's frustrating because it's clearly incorrect in every way, but also it just does not matter and has never caused anybody any problems ever, apart from people like I'm getting very wound up about it. Um, but thank you very much for the question, and uh, uh, we hope that M will calm down soon. Okay, that's it from Twitter. Um, must try harder next time, Twitter listeners. Uh, the rest of these are from Instagram. Uh, so the first question is from Jacob Cook Photography, at Jacob Cook Photography, who asks, do you find that the music you're listening to influences your photography? Now, you do a very musically minded. Um, does it? Do you listen to stuff whilst you're out shooting? Do you well, find all it- three of us play instruments well um, you know have music you play multiple instruments graham so, uh, you know. terribly yes um so, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. does music fit into your workflow anywhere does it inspire you the way you're shooting in the dark room i'd say is probably when i listen to music it's either in the dark room or if i'm editing digitally you know in lightroom or something like that I'll have uh, I'll have music on. Um, I don't have music on when I'm shooting actually, because um, I just find it it either it's distracting me or it's um, that I'm not really listening to it anyway um, because I'm concentrating on obviously what I'm looking at really. So I don't tend to have it on. Yeah, I don't tend to have music on when I'm actually out shooting. But if I'm editing, um, I usually go for classical actually. Um, and uh, if I'm in the dark room, it's, ooh, it's usually something a bit more like punk or something like that. I don't know why. Just kind of is. <laughs> what right, about you, Aid? Um, uh, well, I'm I'm also uh, uh, mostly not actually, although part, part possibly indirectly. So you know, I, in my photography book collection, I do have some works from people who shoot music uh yeah who yeah uh, live music or or whatever or or documentaries around musicians and stuff like that and and again i have been known to be influenced by some of the aesthetics and the styles that i see there um <laughs> but, but this is but, a completely different approach to the question i'm sorry so in that sense <laughs> music is indirectly influenced mm. but no i don't tend to listen to music when i'm taking photographs um i don't uh i i try to do as little post-production work on photographs as I possibly can so no it's not it's not a feature there really either um yeah how about you Graham um I don't tend to listen to music a lot when I'm out shooting but I think on the occasion when I do I think it's the energy levels the varying energy levels of the music will definitely affect the way that I am likely to approach or, or what I want to take out and shoot. If I'm listening to more energetic music, I'm probably going to want to be doing something more active and energetic, mm. uh, moving around. You know, that's something I'm more likely to do if I'm out attempting street work or, or, you know, trying to engage more with stuff. Whereas, if it's uh, calmer stuff, that's something I'm more likely to want to listen to and just have kind of floating along in the background whilst I'm doing some of the slower stuff like pinhole or large format where you know where my brain needs to be concentrating very much on the process rather than being eddied along so um yeah i think that's probably as as in-depth as it goes for me with that stuff Mm. but 
Um, I do I do have um, music on if I'm processing film as well, actually. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I hadn't ever really thought about it, but yeah. Um, it, isn't that weird? Like I have different kinds of music for different parts of a process and it differs whether it's digital or analogue as well. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. That's cool. Good question. Okay, <laughs> this next one is from uh, the Instagram handle. It's a very good Instagram handle, which I like a lot, which is I go to festivals for the food trucks, um, at I go to festivals for the food trucks, who asks where to start with home development. I mean, home is probably the best place. <laughs> it's just sort of <laughs> my head. Um, Rach, you're, you're mm. our uh, um, home development expert. Well, that is not true. I I only do black and white actually as home development, and uh, so you you'll have to cover the the color bases for us. Um, but in terms of starting with home development, um, you just need some of the chemistry and uh, some of the kit. So I'd say a developing tank and a changing bag, um, so that you actually have the opportunity to do pretty much all of it. Um, in the daylight so you don't actually have to have a dark room or anything like that in order to process um, so home development you can you can do with simply you know a uh, a changing bag and a and a tank um, and then you it's just practice really um, get that get that you know spool onto onto the reel into the tank and then you can do the rest in the daylight so it's just following a recipe and measuring out some ingredients really uh, develop stop fix and you're all good oh and just make sure you have somewhere to dry it so um um get some string or something pe- um hung up first and some pegs because that's something i'm always doing running out of space <laughs> to hang up because uh, i get too excited about the fact that the they're coming out of the tank and i'm like oh yes excellent open it up take them off the um off the spool and then go oh crap i've got nowhere to hang them because <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no space so uh, so yeah make sure you've got somewhere to hang them to dry as well yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. I, I think this is the thing that kind of blows people's minds is just how easy it is to get into home development and how little you need. You do just need a developing tank and a reel or two and a dart bag and yeah. ideally some sort of thermometer and everything else you'll probably have at yes. home. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so can absolutely. I just sort of put, as somebody who's not done any of this stuff before and has not got any of this stuff to, to hand in my house... Just, um, you know, it, it is possible to buy starter kits that have reels and tanks and chemicals and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's in, in for no particular reason other than I happen to know the website address. Um, I've just looked it up quickly on AG Photographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and AG Photographic sell uh, a, a varied range of uh, starter kits um with with different equipment and chemicals in so um you know for somebody who is really starting from scratch um mm-hmm. there there is help out there absolutely you know or go to places like um ilford obviously or come to the photography show and pick up an old tank from there next year you know in march you know there's um there's always people you know sort of like um getting rid of you know things like that as well so you can pick them up either as a, a full complete starter kit if you don't want to put sort of if you don't want to worry about getting the wrong thing or something or if you kind of a bit more thrifty and you think oh actually I'll just you know I'll if I can find a tank from somewhere pick that up then all good in terms of the chemistry 
Ilford have things called this new simplicity range, um, simple one. Uh, so you could dip your toe in the water in that sense and, and try it out and see if you enjoy it. And um, there's also um, the option of perhaps using something like a mono bath where you literally don't have to worry about mixing three different um, chemicals. It's literally pretty much as simple as you could get. You get your um, film onto the reel in the tank using your dark bag, your changing bag, and then you pour in one chemical and you pour that chemical out and you take your negatives out and it's done. Um, around four to six minutes was uh, was what yeah. it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Not bad so, indeed. And everybody... A lot quicker than I can do digital. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, everybody shooting film should probably own a dark, uh, a dark bag because... There will always be a time when something goes wrong where you'll you be very be. glad you have yeah. a dart bag. It's like, uh-oh, <laughs> this has come off. So a dart bag is always a worthwhile um, purchase. Okay, a quick one here. This one goes through very quickly from uh, Matt Evans' photo. Um, he asks, what your, what's your favourite focal length? Rach? 50 mil. Aid? I, I, I hum and har, but I, I often, yeah, often end up at fifty mil. Yeah, How do you? I, it's it's a very plain Jane answer, but I have to agree with you guys. Um, I I love fifty mil. There's a reason why those lenses were on everything, and I I will never quite understand. I'm going to assume that money is involved or whatever, but why they stopped being the standard lens that went out as the, um the newer bodies and digital came in. But I love fifty mil. Know- I thought age. I thought you might have said thirty-five. Actually, more of like the sort of street photography style side of things. But yeah, I've tried. I've tried. Um, but then but you do a lot of portraits, don't you? So, I, yeah. I, but it. It. I. I often feel that for me, thirty-five then puts me in no man's land. It's neither. Right. A, you know, not a, wide a portrait. enough. Yeah. It's, it's. It's not one thing or the other. Yeah. So it's not wide enough to be a wide, and it's not. And it's mm. not focused enough to be a a portrait lens so yeah it just 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 it's it's one that i struggle with i i have a couple but you know it I, they they very rarely get used i'd be more likely to go out with a 50 and a 24 mm. Mm. my my digital um kit i have a 56 and a, a 35 and i have to say i do use my 35 a lot on that one um i like the 50 mil i think because it gives you enough distance from somebody you don't have to be right in their face to get that shot but also you don't have to worry too much about um you know having to have it on a tripod and that kind of thing yeah um so yeah it's a nice when you say 35 do you mean actual 35 or 35 mil equivalent 35 mil equivalent yeah Yeah. okay yeah no no so so it's just (laughs) because you say 35 because i thought i thought with your digital kit you had fuji and if you have the 35 millimeter lens that's a 50 mil equivalent isn't it yeah <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. So back to fifty mil then. Um, so back to fifty mil. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I love. No, that, that's cool because that's, that's probably the same lens I use. Actually, it's the the Fuji thirty five mil one point four, which is that's right, which is yeah. an awesome lens. It is. It's a great lens. Lens. Yeah. I I went out recently with um, a one hundred thirty five mil on my Olympus. Thought no, I want to try and and the problem that I find, especially with um, that length lens, is I then just try and treat it like a fifty mil and just get further away from everything. Yeah. Uh, and kind of likewise when I'm shooting with a slightly wide lens. Um, I have recently shot a couple of um, rolls of film through cameras with, I think one was with an 85mm, one was with a 90mm lens on. Quite like that length, actually. Um, mm-hmm. they, I don't have lenses that length on camera. 
cameras that I use regularly, unfortunately. But um, I was shooting with uh, the Nikon, um, I think it's F301. Um, uh, that's got an 85mm lens on it. And I, I yeah, I quite like that. Just a bit longer, um, but not too long. So that was also fun. Okay. Um, oh, another quick easy one for you guys um, from Matt Evans Photo, who asks, uh, Brexit, leave or remain? <laughs> Anyone <laughs> do you want to take this? Remain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> um, let's just say we all want everyone to be happy. <laughs> that's what we all want. Uh, and that's no good. And healthy and fed. Yes, exactly. And have medicine. And, and medicine. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, this next one, uh, this one I'm going to get your brains going a bit, is by at Nordhoff underscore by underscore nature, who asks... Most underrated 35mm rangefinder. Aid? What was that? Sorry, I missed that. It broke up a little bit. Apologies. The, what do you think is the most underrated 35mm rangefinder? I hate rangefinders. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't work with my brain at all. I am definitely a look-through-the-lens person. Um, uh, under, underrated? Yeah. Oh, can't, can't we just go with overrated? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. To be honest, because because I don't like rangefinders, uh, um, uh, I, I don't get on with them. I, I don't know enough about them to know which ones might be underrated. So so I'm afraid I'm going to have to abstain from answering this question. Rach, do you have any um, thoughts? I, I love my XA. Um, that's a fab little camera. Um, I know a lot of people do like that camera, but it doesn't seem to have quite the cult following that some of the others do, I suppose. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I love my little Vito um, as well. My, um, sorry, my um, Franca Salida. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I, I'm always impressed with the, the shots that come out of that. Um, and uh, it's obviously got a very distinct look and it's not the right kind of rangefinder for everybody, obviously, but, um, but yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. I think there's, from my own personal experience, there's three that kind of stick in my mind. I mean, as you've mentioned, Rach, some of the old folding rangefinders, which mm. there are a few around, and those can be a lot of fun, but on the most, they're not 35 mil, so you've already ruined it, Rachel. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> I, I maybe missed that part. Of no, the, I think it's still a very valid question. answer. Um, the first one, and this actually is a camera that I, I know Aid has got experience of, is the Yashica Electro 35. Mm, um, yes. Because this was a camera you and I both had fairly on in our film shooting days, wasn't it, Aid? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I had mine for a short period before it broke uh, in about 2014, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem, is that they they do have a few functional problems. Um, and they, also, they are quite big... Uh, cameras they're, they're, they're quite hefty lumps compared to a lot of the small things like the xa or the canon qls or you know a lot of the other things but they are um nice cameras to use and they've got a really great lens on them the yashica uh, it's a f1.7 lens that takes some really lovely pictures um i've got pictures that i took with that camera from 2012 i think um that are still on and i don't have many pictures up um so i i think that's a really nice camera they there was a period of time when they seemed to be going up and up in popularity but they feel like they've just been forgotten about again now very rarely hear people talking about them um and i think the other ones that are always worth a look just for value for money um are some of the um 
sort of Russian ones and uh, Russian related ones. So uh, my Kiev 4A is oh, yeah, so a good little rangefinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, really like that. Uh, it's a bit clunky to use. Um, and even more so, uh, a camera that I found to be beautiful to use is the one that um, Jeremy North gave me at the photography show this year, which is the Fed 2. That's a lovely camera. I really enjoy using it. And um, I've just finally finished the first roll of film through it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing the results, but just purely from a, a use point. Um, it's cracking and uh, you can swap the lenses out on there. And I think it's, a you know, if you're looking to get into that kind of thing, I think those are a great place to start. Okay. Um, another... Oh, 35 mil. My V2B, my Voigtlander V2B. There you Your go. Your Voigtlander V2B, yeah. 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 <laughs> Good stuff. Um, at Sisboombar asks, uh, when on holiday, is it better to post your film back home after shooting it or bring it in carry-on? Um, I never go anywhere, so I'm going to put this one on you two. Uh, you two are the world travellers. I'll the... bring it with me. Bring... I, I would never post it. There you go, Aid. What about you? Uh, well, I, mean, uh, I I always carry mine with me. I, I've never actually never never posted it back. But again, the the one the one useful data point that I have maybe in this is to 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 encourage people to travel with film is that when I went to Bhutan in twenty seventeen, uh, I uh, my my film went through. I think I counted in the end twelve airport scanners, um, and there wasn't a mark on it. Now, admittedly, yeah. I think the the fastest film I had was uh, two fifty. I think it was a hundred and two fifty was what I had with me. So I wasn't using fast film, but it went through uh, it went through a lot of airport scanners, and these were not, you know, sta- a lot of these ones were not state of the art, you know, um, mm. you know, yeah. as lovely as Kathmandu Airport is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the the scanner they have as you walk into the airport terminal to just check that everything is secure there is, is a big old lump of metal that does not look like it is very delicate on stuff so, you had some instant film with you as well though didn't you aid and that's what 800, 800? yeah i i didn't but somebody else oh, on that sorry. trip no that's okay somebody else on that trip did um mm. had some in uh, had some instant film which he put actually in his checked luggage because he had 10 boxes of it um and um even that didn't have any difficulties at all um yeah yeah. Um, and that would have gone through, you know, a, 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 a fewer because, of course, he shot it while we were out there. So it didn't go through all the machines on the way back without having been exposed. Um, so that may have gone through maybe four or five or six uh, airport scanners. Um, but that still, you know, clearly is a lot uh, for an 800 mm-hmm. speed film. And, and happily, yeah, there were no issues with that. So I think un- in general, as long as you're not going nuts with film in terms of the speed of film you want to shoot, um, I think, generally speaking, it's fairly safe to travel. But, you know, you, you, <laughs> your mileage may vary, as they say in the States. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that from the conversations we've had over the last few years with various people who know about this stuff, generally, unless you're taking really high-speed stuff through um, and some old machines, you're going to be fine. You're better just taking it with you you know it won't get lost then <laughs> whilst, whilst posting it home may save it from the um uh, x-rays Nobody's prizing that out of my hands <laughs> yeah so you know it's it. safe oh. and sound if it's with oh, you God, it'd be so stressful i think <laughs> okay <laughs> next question is from at siepi which is s-i-e-p-p-e-i who says i'm about to start darkroom prints Woo! Yay! um i have the ansel adams books advice please i think no 
my advice would be, if at all possible, find someone with experience to spend some time with to begin with, because you can read all you can read and you can watch stuff, but there's nothing that can beat spending some time with somebody just showing you the stuff because it's such a hands-on thing. And so having somebody who can just be there with you um, mm -hmm. or if there's a course nearby that you can do or something like that. I don't know where you are, uh, Mr. CFE. <laughs> um, uh, but if you are somewhere, I mean, like, when we went up and spent that day or that afternoon up with um, John um, at the Dark Shed, uh, John Whitmore, and uh, that was great. I learned so much in that afternoon even though I've done darkroom prints before it's like oh okay right um so yeah that's that's my suggestion anyway um Rach you got any thoughts on this I was gonna say come and do a course with me there you go, <laughs> go yeah, and do a like course a with idea. Rachel I'm doing because uh, obviously as I've sort of briefly mentioned um on the show I've been uh, busy setting up a darkroom um with uh, dot art in Liverpool so um it's in the beautiful old cotton exchange in um, the business district and uh, great building and uh, we're setting up a, a space down in the basement which is uh, fab so i'm going to be doing first workshop there as analog weekend this weekend and um there are other other plans for other courses um already you know sort of there advertised so if you uh, want i can i'll probably um give graham the uh, the link and you could maybe pop it in the show notes if that's okay guys or, this, or yeah, yeah 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 or a well, yeah right <laughs> i wasn't sure who was doing this week's uh, show sorry but um, yeah come, come and do a course but um but yeah absolutely great 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 uh, to hear that you're going to be starting uh, starting having a go and uh yeah awesome it's all good yeah, and I think, uh, unless you've got actually a real name, because that's CFE, um, but I think is based in the UK. And I, I do think that oh, you'll... better. Yeah, okay. you will, um, you will l learn so much more, so much more quickly doing something like that, like going and get, doing a course with Rachel or like I said, something like that. You'll move much further ahead much more quickly by doing that and it will just get you a really good foundation and i think that's kind of unbeatable in that way okay next question oh we've got a a trio on <laughs> we've got three three things two questions and one statement i think uh from uh matthew joseph poster of the question in the first place first question <laughs> is where is my freaking sticker okay um this is on me Oops, that's also on me. What happened? Um, I'm just <laughs> trashing the joint out of sheer rage at Matthew. Um, <laughs> I know that there are still people who I haven't said stickers out to who I should have done. I haven't forgotten. I'm just awful. Also, I know I haven't sorted out the prize for the last Cheap Shots Challenge listener. Also, I haven't forgotten that. I will sort these things out. I promise. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, okay. Second question from Matthew is, when are you doing the live show? Um, so you totally won't be familiar Ooh. with this. Uh, Matthew believes that we should have a go at, at some point doing a kind of, I guess, into like Google Hangouts, doing a live podcast. <laughs> um, do you have thoughts on this? Yeah, it'd be fun. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I'd so, like to so, listen so to a couple this first. Is, this myself. is not. Um, this is not like us up on a stage drinking with a bunch of rowdy people in front of us throwing stuff. I mean, not first time. Not no, that but, kind I mean, of. Live well, I like the first part of what you were saying. I thought that sounded <laughs> fun, but I don't know that if, if they're throwing. What stuff was it? Great. Graham will know this. What was? What was that? That there was a there was a, a tech podcast and YouTube channel where they used to do live stuff and drink beer. I can't remember what it was called. Oh no, I don't know. But um, but that sounds uh, fun though. Um, well, 
maybe that's a thing we can look into then maybe we'll maybe yeah. we will look into that um if we can find the right way of doing it and, and matthew has volunteered to help um run it as in sort of organize Fantastic. it and, and deal with uh listener interaction side of things so okay we'll look into that matthew um seeing yeah. as it hasn't been yeah. and uh, the final thing is a statement <laughs> saying uh to again address very much to me thanks for ruining guns and roses for me even more uh, again for listeners who do not know um on instagram this week uh, matthew shared a video um which i perhaps foolishly shared with him that i made uh, 10 years ago it's very special um <laughs> i don't know it sounds like a very specific video for him yeah it's um okay. it's it's a great video of me um <laughs> doing a homage to guns and roses with sort of a handlebar mustache um and very long hair it's great you'll uh, oh, oh dear <laughs> yep it's good you'll love it um okay. okay and we have just got a few more quick ones in here um uh, ben Reynolds from at Hip Shoot Film um, asks, Hi Ben. When is the MJ Eric Special Edition podcast happening? I'm not sure. See, I'm not now. Once he's Eric's... got his sticker? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, for one thing, I don't think um, Matthew's going to get involved with anything until he's got his sticker. But I think now that Eric's very busy with All Through the Lens, um, I'm not sure whether we're going to see that. But Matthew has got some ideas for things that he might be interested in doing on the um, Sunny 16 Presents feed. So uh, I think. Um, something will happen somewhere. Uh, also from Ben, um, he uh, says, I've asked this of uh, the Negative Positives podcast, but he wants to know for each of us, who would you be, oh, I, I, who as a rock star are you? Which rock star do you think you are in the world? Uh, Aid, you are the most rock star of the three of us. Which rock star do you think best embodies you? <sighs> or which rock star do you best embody uh, uh i that that i i would possibly need some time to th to think about that but I, if if, if i talk while i if i talk while i think <laughs> um i'm not particularly angsty i'm a bit i'm a bit a bit laid back um in that so, uh, so so i don't think i would be you know uh, any anybody emo-y or anything like that because I, I i can't be bothered it's too much effort mm. <laughs> to care that much you're about very cool stuff. very um that's well that's very kind of you to say so um yeah uh i i don't know i do not i i has not not, not a clue. Give, give me a minute. Okay, uh, Rachel. Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. That's a good call. That's a very good call. What yeah. about you, Graham? Uh, I, I don't know. I see that problem. My I'm very. I suppose somebody quite high energy. Um, uh, <laughs> because when, when it when it's on, it's on. Um, who's a good high energy? Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I wish. I wish. Um, I don't know who's a good high energy performer. Quite. Uh... I think. I think if I could get away with it, I think I'd like to be Rick Wakeman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I quite like the idea of you know playing stadiums and wearing a cape, <laughs> and yeah. being grumpy in the sidelines <laughs> as well. That, that 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 would that would probably do me. But that's that's more that's more aspirational than where I am hey, right nothing now. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With, well, if we're going with aspirational, uh, I'm I'm going to go with Freddie Mercury sticking on the on the um, cape tip oh, because nice. you know I did, I think of his performance. Think oh yeah, that'd be great. Just prancing around wearing silly costumes. Count again. What watch the video on Instagram and you'll see that this is definitely in my wheelhouse. So um, uh, good stuff. Uh, and finally, uh, 
thankfully this is the final question <laughs> to end the show this evening on is from Ed Worthington who is at the 6 million P man who asks I'm going to reopen the debate best biscuit <laughs> Viennese sandwich oh what that's the what? worst biscuit <laughs> Literally the worst biscuit. Oh, I hate those things. Chocolate well, okay. hobnob. Oh, chocolate hobnobs are good, Rach. Yes, definitely. Um, mm. Or a crunch cream. I think chocolate hobnob, though. I think I'm going with the chocolate hobnob. Uh, can I have a, one of those Tunnock's caramel bars? Does that still count? I really like those. <laughs> not a tea cake. No, not, not a tea, tea cakes are nice, but... but um, it's not the, really a biscuit. Do you think like the caramel bar can get closer to being called a biscuit? I think I think that's uh, I think that's a big biscuit, but it's a wafer bar, isn't it? So I think that counts. Yeah, but it's called a bar, not a biscuit. And it comes <sighs> in its own wrapper. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, hmm, it's a tricky one. I mean, it's hard well, to I, get I, past custard creams, but it's it, it's definitely. Have you yeah. come up with the proper answer yet? Because eh? the first one. Was no, I'm, I'm, I'm. Do you know what? I, I I'm happy to form a coalition with Rach. Actually, in these troubling times, we need to stand <laughs> together. Um, and chocolate hobnobs are awesome. Oh, oh, you you've changed my okay, cool. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I I'm happy. In the spirit of unity, we will say that the official Sunny Sixteen podcast biscuit is the chocolate hobnob. Yay! Please, everyone, <laughs> mail us chocolate hobnobs. Oh my god, I love that <laughs> just, so much. Just send um, us individual ones in milk. an envelope. <laughs> yeah, plain or milk chocolate. I'm I'm not fussy. Yeah, happy. you see. Happy with both. We were. Did, I, I hope that there are people listening who realise this massively controversial topic. How easily we resolved that. It, we, done. We, done. They should put us in charge of more important things. Clearly. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody who got involved and sent us in questions. <laughs> it was very much appreciated. Um, yes, uh, lots of fun. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one of those, hasn't it? So it's been really nice to, uh, yeah. Uh, have the the questions live, so to speak, and well, you know, maybe there'll be some more podcast live action. Yeah, why not? Yes, yes. Hello, Wembley <laughs> Station. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. So, there, there, uh, cool. So, lots to think about. Um, lots to think about for a night and day assignment, uh, and um, some biscuits to buy. <laughs> chocolate hobnobs send them in now okay uh, do we have any housekeeping items any other business I do anything? have one thing to mention which is just um, from um, Marwan at Photo Classic International who um, obviously as we, we talked about recently um, the uh, new issue uh, is, is out and um, for those people who were basically um, with them from the from the beginning and helping them on um, Kickstarter and what have you to get get them to the point where they were able to produce this, um, in the most recent issue there are a couple of um, renewal uh, codes, subscription renewal codes, so you can get extra twenty percent off or thirty percent off when you renew. So uh, yeah, good good time to do that to make sure that you don't start don't miss out on your next copies. 
Yeah. And oh, thank you, Rach. Yeah, good, no good, good, good item, Rach. Uh, good item. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who has given us feedback regarding the um, idea of Sunny 16 Presents. Uh, mm. It's been fantastic. It's been hugely helpful. Um, people have reached out to me sort of via all different means um, uh, and commented on the article. Um, so thank you very much, everybody, who took the time to do that. Uh, what we are going to do now is... Go away and make that happen. Um, uh, what we will do next is put together some sort of, probably, uh, I think Rachel suggested, a Google Doc, um, which people can fill in with their ideas. So uh, uh, hopefully there are people out there thinking, okay, um, I've got an idea about something I'd like to do. We're going to put a form up. We will obviously let you know once this is done and up. And send us your ideas. We've already spoken to a couple of people, friends of the show, who have got thoughts about things they want to do. I already mentioned about Matthew. Um, we're hoping that David Allen might do some stuff for us. I even mm-hmm. noticed Annal saying, yeah, come on, Annal, could you? So, Because um, yeah. what we want to pitch, do... Pitch for your kind of ideas. And, yeah, that would be fab. Yeah, because what we want to do is build up a an amount of good content before we launch it so we can kind of get the ball rolling. So we're not going to be launching this anytime soon probably going to be looking at probably the beginning of the new year sometime around there to give us the time to do this justice and do it properly because the one thing um the feedback that we've had from pretty much everybody is yes we think this could be really good fun but we want it to be good we don't want pap going up on there and we couldn't agree with you more with that absolutely Um, yes so we we created enough of that as it is exactly exactly (laughs) that's what backing paper is for it's for the pap um so um yeah just thank you very much everybody again and there will be further news as events warrant on that cool okay um well there we go folks uh we have been the sunny 16 podcast thank you for listening uh find us on the internet anywhere you can type in sunny 16 podcast uh but possibly best to start off on our website there's quite a lot of good stuff on there these days um it's getting bigger and bigger with all the content that gets produced we have photos and podcast shows and all sorts of stuff like that um thank you to all of you who generously uh show your appreciation for our efforts by contributing actual real hard cash <laughs> Um, which is always very uh, very much appreciated uh, uh, there's a link to that on the website actually but you can find that at coffee.com slash sunny 16 podcast uh, beyond that um, we will play you out now with Rachel's band Rocker whose music promises sorry whose album promises I should have kept you can find on Amazon iTunes Spotify other places too possibly apparently we're on back camp Graham tells me mm-hmm. which is nice Really? So there we okay, go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, All right, go. on band camp. There you it's go. It's our uh, our lead singer's birthday today as well, Simon. So uh, yeah, that's always nice. Cool. Happy, Happy birthday, Simon. Birthday, Simon. <laughs> and, <laughs> Simon. And, and thank you to Simon and to Rach and to all the band for continuing to let us use your music. No problem at all. <laughs> as always, it has been an honour and a privilege to speak with you all. Uh, we will be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye 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 bye. That's me being Freddie Mercury. That's how you can tell who's who.